0: Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service, I'm Pastor Wells. And as always, I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and midst of us, regardless of what's going on today. And I'll always say we all know there's a lot of stuff going on today in the world in which we live. Well, one thing I know for sure, God, is still in control. He hasn't went in retirement. Um, He hasn't gone on vacation on us, and uh, he's still there helping us when we call on him. You know? It's a blessing to be safe. Uh, it's It's a blessing to be in your right mind. It's a blessing to be able to do things for yourself moving around for yourself, think for yourself, uh, 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 act for yourself, breathe for yourself. i just something to think about that. We're blessed. I know we always looking for extra blessings. We always looking uh, 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 for greater blessings, <laughs> that's us. Tonight, I wanna talk to you about deliverance. Deliverance is something maybe a lot of people don't understand or don't want to understand. I don't know what it is. But deliverance is important when you're living on this earth, not just safe. Deliverance deals with multiple different uh, uh, analogies to it, uh, different uh, scenarios to it. Uh, I, 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 it's, just, it's just what i Now bow your head with me. And let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. And then behalf of those watching this broadcast, those that in other countries, those in the Ukraine, those in Russia, oh God, and other countries that's going through these type of conflicts that they're having, oh Lord God. I ask that you touch every liberal soul, oh God, that's watching this broadcast, this to this broadcast, or desire to be a part of this broadcast. I ask you to touch their life, break yokes in their lives. Those that's watching on the daily gospel network, touch their lives, break their lives, break the yokes in their lives. Those that are listening to uh, uh, the podcast, meet the needs in their lives. Find the hand that a strong man and give them strength to serve you each day and open the understanding on the lips day in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bible. What a mighty God we serve. 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 Come on, join in. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him, what a mighty God we serve. It's true. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve, what a mighty God we serve, oh yeah, angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him, what a mighty God we serve, get your Bible and go with me, the second Kings chapter 20 and verse 6, let's talk about deliverance, deliverance, something everybody in life at some point, point of time have to deal with. At some point in time, everybody, everybody, everybody's gonna have to deal with some type of deliverance. Some people are gonna have to go get some medication for deliverance, some people are gonna go have to find financial deliverance. some people are gonna have to go find mental deliverance, all oh, deliverance, 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 deliverance! It's not just for church folks. In the book that I have written and that we're editing is about deliverance. You know, it'll, it'll touch on many different parts of different types of deliverance for everybody, not just church folks. Some people think that deliverance is just for church folks. That's not true. That has never been true. Deliverance is for all those that want to obtain it. Deliverance isn't, isn't, uh, 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 deliverance isn't set to black or white. Deliverance isn't said to uh, 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 rich or poor. Deliverance is deliverance. Deliverance is deliverance. It doesn't deal with race, creed, or nationality. Deliverance is deliverance. All right, let's look and go to 2 Kings chapter 20 and verse 6. I believe that is. Verse 6 says, I always use the King James Version. Okay, Bible. Okay, verse 6 says, And I will add unto thy day 15 years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the, uh, the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant uh, David's sake. I'll read it again. And I will deliver and I will add unto thy year, there days, 15 years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of our king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David. That's something to think about. That's really something to think about. That's really, 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 really something to think about. That's really something. Here, God is talking to Hezekiah. Uh, those of y'all that know the story, King Hezekiah was a righteous man that walked before God. He was sick, night unto death. The prophet Isaiah went in and, and then prophesied, him to get your house in order, thou shall surely die." But Hezekiah was a smart man. He turned his face to the wall and called on God and said, "Oh God." Have not I walked before me? Have not I lived before you? Have not I done what you say do? I want to spend some more time with my family here on earth. Then I could come to look Lord. And God sent the prophet Isaiah back inside to the king and told him, I'm going to have 15 years to your days, and I'm going to deliver this city. That's delivering. Amen. Now he was going to deliver the city, but you wanted you look at that verse. God said there was a reason why. Now outside added fifteen years to King Hezekiah life, but God said something different. I'm going to deliver you, and I'm going to deliver this city for my own personal sake. Not for nobody else, say I'm going to deliver the city, I'm going to deliver the sea, I'm going to deliver. I'm going to do it for my sake and my servant David's sake. I ain't doing for nobody else. Say I want people to know that I did it. I want to let people know that I am the deliverer, I'm the one that do the deliverance, I'm the one that brings the deliverance. Oh, glory to God. I'm the one that brings that deliverance. I'm the one that tears down that wall. I'm the one that breaks that yoke. I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee and I make thee sick. Hallelujah, glory. Isn't that something to think about, glory? God, I am going to deliver you for my sake. Deliverance, real deliverance come from God. Let me check. Now, I want you to listen to this. Deliverance does not have nothing to do with whether or not a person is saved. Deliverance says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. A child may need deliverance. Right to be saved. Deliverance is something that only God can perform. He used people to perform that the, the bring deliverance into the natural, but sometimes God does this all by himself. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me today. God do the deliverance. He'll use human tools. He'll use doctors. He'll use cars. He'll use food. He'll use medication. But there's time that God will do the deliverance himself. God will do the healing, the yoke break, and he'll going to do everything himself. He'll put money in your checking account. You'll be saying, I'm not going to spend that because I don't know where it comes from. The bank say, I don't know where it comes from, but it shows I never forget the story of a young girl Young sister in the church I went to. She went to her checking account one day and found $340 in the account. And she went to the teller and they searched everywhere, could not find where the money come from. It was a no mistake. They said, it's your money. To testify that God put that money in there. I've seen I've seen God do this. I've seen that I've known of people that had five dollars in their hand and wish they had more to give and God turned them five dollars into fifty dollar bill i'm see i i this happened Amen. to me that's a miracle but god did it god bring deliverance to those was that want it Those that desire. Those that expect it. See, deliverance ain't coming to nobody ain't expecting it. People got that thing wrong. We're not talking about blessings, because blessings come unexpected. But deliverance don't come unexpected. Deliverance comes to people that's expecting it and looking for it. You go to some of them country, third world country, and they don't have working water. They're looking for deliverance, and God sent somebody to some of them places to bring them water, to help them build water flowing system. What they call them? Echo system. Integration system. I ever tell you, irrigation system. They build irrigation system so the water could flow. That's deliverance. Here, God wanted to deliver the king. After he cried, see the difference is this king walked before God. He's not—he wasn't playing church. He walked before God, like some people who play church—they could preach, they could sing, they could do all of emotional stuff, but they don't serve God. <laughs> that wasn't the king. That wasn't the case of the king. The king walked before God. And as he walked before God, all those years he got sick. But see, sometimes sickness is way God can be glorified. God can be magnified through sickness. Amen. God can be magnified through sickness. Because he could do the healing. So people will see that he's capable of healing. That he's capable of delivering. That he's capable of breaking up and changing lives. But this story is interesting because God said he was only God. He really wanted to do the deliverance for his sake and for his servant David's sake. Isn't that something? Imagine that. God tells somebody, I'm only going to deliver this you because of Sister Sarah's been praying for you. Only because of Sister Sarah prayed for you, I'm going to deliver you. If Sister Sarah wasn't praying for you, I wouldn't deliver you. I'm serious, that's some of the cases. People receive things and delivers, thinking it was all on their own, but it was God that worked with them. Oh God, you somebody, somebody was praying for you. You think you've done all this on your own? You find out later in life that God had somebody praying. For you. Let's move on. Let's go to Luke chapter four, verse 18. Luke chapter four, verse 18. Luke chapter four and verse 18. Look at that verse. This is the Lord speaking. It said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He's have sent me to heal the brokenhearted and the priest delivers to them that are captive and recovering the sight of the blind and set at liberty those that are bruised. I'm gonna read it again. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He have sent me to he having sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering the sight of the blind and the set at liberty. Them that approved. Now, when the Lord Jesus said, The Lord sent me, he was talking about his father the Lord thy God. Yeah. So y'all that are confused thinking Jesus was talking to himself, uh, he was talking, I, mean, I don't know why, well, some people got it, that they, uh, uh, Jesus and God are the same person, no, they're three individuals, that's his son, go read the scriptures. So the Lord God sent Jesus, his father had sent him, his spirit was upon him, because he had anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor. People don't want to preach. To, you know what? Preachers don't want to preach to poor people because they ain't got no money. When you go to some of the other countries that don't have money, and you you get thousands of people to come to your revival. Look good, right? Thousands of people come to your services. Thousands upon thousands because they want to hear the gospel. they poor. Now, if you want one of these jack jokers, you think these people are bringing you big money. And somebody might bring you some fruit. <laughs> they may bring you some cotton or oh, wool. <laughs> you are like, what's this? <coughs> Where's my money? You want me to sleep in a hut? You mean to tell me y'all ain't got no Hilton Hotel out here for me to sleep in? What? I have no Hyatt Hotel? RBO star. don't resort for me to relax in and have me a nice cool drink. Deliverance. When God sends a servant to bring deliverance, they go bring deliverance. They're not worried about whether they're going to get thousands of dollars. They're concerned about bringing deliverance to these people. When Isaiah was sent back to the king, he didn't tell the king, all right, now listen, first of all, God sent me. I want you to give me 10,000 uh, talents of silver for God taking time. And for me coming, because to give you the message from God. Now God can brought me back in here to tell you that he's going to heal you. I want another 10,000 talents of silver. No, deliverance. Service that sent to bring deliverance, that's their focus. To bring deliverance, get out of the way and let God do what He has to do. Jesus came to preach to the poor first. Yeah. A lot of the Jewish people were poor. Um, other sinful deeds, etc., etc., etc. Not all Jews were poor. Let's 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 fix that. I am all without poor. Even through all the stuff they were going, they were not all poor. So the scripture says, the spirit of the Lord upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now listen to this. And he has sent me to, to the heal the brokenhearted. That's one of the biggest problems we have in the church organization. Amen. People walking around brokenhearted and need deliverance. Amen. People walk or go to work brokenhearted, come home broken hearted, and go to church and get more brokenhearted. Go to church buildings and the people do more damage. Stop being so weak and so get strength in God. <clears throat> God wants to heal your hurt, but you got to give it to Him. God wants to deliver you from the fears that you have, but you got to give it to Him. You gotta give God your face. You gotta give God your heart. You know what? I think it was my brother or my sister. I always talk about my brother and sister that's saying. One of them said, I can't remember my brother and sister said that a lot of people, listen to this need to be delivered and get delivered from their teenage years because they're filled with a lot of hurt and broken heartiness from back then and they brought it into their adult life. They brought it into their adult life and they just stacking up their adult life and they're still reflecting on their teenage years and they can't move beyond that. It messes up their home. You need to ask God to deliver you from your childhood broken and wounds. I'm, I'm serious. A lot of people today go around with broken heartedness and it's from the past. It sounds silly. Some people are 50, 60 years old and they're still hurting from whenever 13 or 14 and 15 years old and younger sometimes. You need to ask God to heal you and deliver you. You need to ask God to deliver you from your teenage years. I'm that serious. Sexual abuse, mental abuse, abuse, parental abuse, Being let down and discouraged, battered by discouragement as a teenager has affected you when you drew, you continue to carry this through. Yeah, yeah, the Bible says, cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. You got to cast your cares on God. You got to allow him to deliver you because he's a deliverer, he's a healer. We used to sing that song, Jesus is the healer of the world, keep on believing. That's the the song was true. Jesus is the healer of the world, keep on believing. Oh, glory to God. Jesus, my Savior, the Son of the living God, is a deliverer. He took all our sins, our sicknesses on the tree when under that tree, uh, the cross, and they bought us. And we destroyed, we were healed, we were delivered, but we got to accept. You know why? If you do not accept it, it will never happen. If I write you a check for a thousand dollars, when put and leave it blank, listen to this I write a check for a thousand dollars, and I say, Brother James, I got a check for $1,000 for you. Come and get it. If Brother James do not come out of his seat and come and get that $1,000, he's not getting it because I'm not bringing it to him. I said I have it for him. Come and get it. Somebody said, why don't you send a cash app? No, because cash app may take it. I don't trust cash app that much. And they're going to charge you some fees to get it. So if you want the whole thing, take care. But except James accepts it, that will never be his, but I still have it for him. And that's the same thing with God. God has delivered. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Me have has it into the hearts of men, the things that God prepared for them that love him. You got to love God. You have to love God enough to accept what he said. That sounds funny. You gotta love God enough to accept what he said. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a way maker. Look at that verse. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God upon me because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and he have sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to them that are captive, and recover the sight of the blind and set at liberty those that are bruised. Bruised. Battered. Beat up. Jacked up. Delivered. See, the difference here is God already know what your status is. That's the thing you got to understand. Amen. God already know what status of life you're what you're going through. <clears throat> well, I sinned so bad. I've done this and that. God already knows what you've done before you've done it. He just want to see you repent and come clean and accept him as your Savior. That's why he came to open the eyes of the blind, to recover the captive, to set them at liberty. Look at that! It says to deliver, the, to preach deliverance to the captive people, are captive in their sin. But he wants to deliver them. He wants to bring you out of your sin. But you've got, there is a difference. Here's the difference, everybody. Listen to me carefully. Some of you folks been playing church so long, you don't know how to stop. Some of y'all been playing religious. Some of y'all been playing safe. For so long, you don't know how to stop. Soon as the church is open back up, you heading right back in there doing your same old thing. You're going to be lost. The Bible said, except you repent of all your sins. All, A, L, L. Love. Ask God to deliver you from a religious spirit. You got to stop that. We got to get the living. Ask God to deliver you from your own ways. Your own ways is what's jacking me. Your own ways will, it will mess you up. Oh, come on, people. Your own ways will, will mess you up. Because we spend so much time pointing fingers at everybody. And I see looking at it, you got to look in the mirror. When you get dressed to fix your hair, if you got any hair left, you fix your hair, fix your dress, your tie, whatever. Look at you. Look at where you go and look at what you're doing. See whether or not it meets up with this word of God here. Jesus said. He came to priest deliverance to the campus, recovering the sight of the blind, opening up people's eyes that are spiritually blind. They need to be delivered so they can see they're going to church every day. Every time they have service, they want service in their life. And still spiritually blind. Jesus said he came to bring you out. There. He came to deliver you from that. He came to make a way for escape for you so you could be free. You don't have to be down for the rest of your life. You don't have to be locked in sin for the rest of your life. I'm serious. We have to want to come out of our sins We're individually. I'm telling you, it's easy to look at other people. You want what other people don't even know what they did to get it. Some of them lay prostituted and oh, you don't have no idea. <clears throat> you have no idea what so many people did to get what they had. Stop focusing on other people and let God deliver you and bless you with the things that you're supposed to have. You look at people, you're going to get messed up. You're going to get messed up, beloved. So he came to bring the captives out. He came to preach deliverance. He came to preach the gospel to the poor. He came to recover the sight of the blind. So they can see. So you can see clearly. So you can know where you're going. See so you know, you got to remember the story of the ten virgins. The ten virgins. <laughs> the ten virgins. like that. Both sets of the virgin. The wise and unwise, the there was no particular difference in the two of them. Only one accepted their delivered. You know why? That they kept their oil. So when the deliverer came, who was a bride, they could go with him. That's only totally different. The Bible says they both slumbered in their bed, but the unwise wasted their oil, and the wise kept there. Jesus came, beloved, that you might be free from sin. Die your head for Let me pray for those watching TV broadcast, Father, in Jesus' name. As you touch every liberal soul that's watching this broadcast, give them and bring them the deliverance in their lives that they need. Break the yokes in their lives. Heal, deliver, and make free in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Jesus came that the blind would see the captive would be made free. The poor received the gospel. Isn't that something? His mission was fulfilled, but everybody didn't want it. That's the funny thing about this. He didn't want it. Everybody didn't want the truth. Everybody didn't want God's deliverance. People want deliverance on their terms. And that's never going to happen with God. He said, I am the Lord, that God that changes not. He don't change. He said, be holy for I am holy. He said, be follow all man. Holy holiness without no man to see the Lord. I don't care how religious you are. I don't care how much money you give. I don't care what your racial status is, your, your uh, political status is. It ain't moving God. You must be born again. You must be holy. Let's move on. Let's go to First Samuel's. 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 37. Look at this verse. 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 37. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of a lion, out of, of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And so said unto David, the Lord be with thee. I'll read it again. And David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, <clears throat> He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with me. Here's something a lot of people don't know about that verse. David already knew that God was capable of delivering. David already for sure, he knew he couldn't wear soul armor. That goes back to me telling you folks, stop trying to get what other people had. You can't bear their armor. The Bible said, be not partaken of another man's sin. Stop trying to get other people's stuff. and you get caught up in the sins that they got them with. Uh, Y'all ain't listening to me today. Deliverance is about being made free from stuff. Stop entangling yourself with other people's mess. You gossiping, stop gossiping. You liar, stop lying. Ask God to deliver you. But here, look at this verse. Here we have David telling the king, the Lord delivered me out of the paw of a lion. The Lord Deliver me out of a paw of the bear. I know for sure, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, if I stand against Goliath, that Philistine, (laughs) he will deliver me. He will deliver me. David already knew this. David didn't go out there following the fight. No, the people misunderstand the scripture. People think David went out there scared. No. He just simply told Saul, I can't wear your armor. So he's going to hold me back. That's why you can't be like your pastor. That's why you can't be like the prophetess or the prophet or the apostle or the bishop. You need to be like Christ Jesus and let him live through you. You cannot be like these other people. You're going to carry their armor. He won't be able to be used effective as a deliverance vessel. Carry somebody else's armor, put down that armor and get strong. David knew this, that's why he got the Philistine and all the soldiers that were out there look dumb. Here's a scary kid, he's gonna go against Goliath, and Goliath will wipe somebody out in a second. I'm not talking about one or two people. I think the life was like a uh, uh, nine feet tall. He was huge. Amen. He will wipe out Take a wipe out hundred people. One wipe, one one swipe. Woo! <clears throat> but David had God with him. I'll tell you. I'll let you win on something. It wasn't the rock that he used. It wasn't that. It was that God was with him. God was with. David, <clears throat> the angels of God was working with David. David wasn't by himself. People don't understand it. David wasn't by himself. David went out there to fight in confidence that God would take care of this. The Bible said, "Without faith, it's impossible to believe." God. You First, must believe that it is and in a reward of them that diligently seek him. You want deliverance, you better believe that he's capable. I always tell the story of the uh, famous preacher's mother. I'm not going to tell you who it is. His mother was dying. This is many years ago. She was dying. I think she had some type of cancer. Church folks. Now, I want to tell you something about church folk. All church folk they say, and everybody in church ain't going to help you. Those very people told her to die. They told her, they told she told her she don't know what she's doing. She's crazy. She started quoting scripture, a different scripture than the Bible, confessing that God can heal her, confessing that God already healed her, confessing that she was delivered, that deliverance came out her life. Oh, in the beginning, she didn't feel nothing. She didn't see nothing. It went on for a while. I don't know how long it was. It wasn't a day. It wasn't a week. It wasn't a month. It went all the while. And the very people that she fellowshiped before she fell ill, they didn't want to deal with her. They thought oh, she was off her rock of Lulu. Crazy. But I'm going to tell you something. That woman stood on the word of God. And the God whom she trusted delivered her. Now all those people, oh, praise the Lord. How are you doing? This really happened. All of a sudden, all of them coming back, praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But none of them really stood by her when she was going through the trial of trusting God for her deliverance. They were like, you can make it. God is going to be with you. Trust God on his word, stand on his word. Whoa, no, they wasn't doing all that. They said she's crazy. Because they didn't know the God that she knew. They only know God according to scripture or what they read in the Bible. They don't know the God of the Bible. A lot of people don't know, there's many preachers. My brother told me a story about a preacher that shocked him. He said he was watching this uh, uh, service And the preacher startled him by saying, well, I've been preaching for 25 years. And I wasn't saved. And my brother was shocked. He said, wait a minute. This man said he'd been preaching for 25 years. The man said he was preaching for 25 years and never knew Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. Never knew it. A lot of people talk about God, don't know him. And don't plan on knowing but they don't want to give up their sin. I can show you scriptures in the Bible where there were people just like that. They have did what God said, never got right with them, never plan to get right with them. So they feel because they did what God said, blah blah blah, went to war, whatever. Go help Mary, go help Joe or whoever they think they're gonna get in. Not getting into heaven that way, you must be born again. You must accept Christ as your personal savior. Look at that verse. David said, Samuel 7, 1 Samuel 17 and 37 said, David said, moreover, the Lord, the Lord that delivered me out of the poor of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine and the soul of the king said, your no, soul was a king, and said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. David didn't need the king to tell him, go, the Lord be with thee, because David already knew the Lord was with you. See, you gotta read the Bible. The Bible said, Lord, with you always, even until the end of the age. He said, Lord, i with you always, even to the end of the age. He'll be with you to the very last day. Wow. He'll be with you to the day that you can't do no more for yourself. He had to step in and do it but that's deliverance. Deliverance is something you have to accept. Deliverance is not going to take place until you accept. I don't care what anybody tell you. You can go to the doctor and the doctor tell you if you take this medication for a year, you'll be all right. Well, whether you, if you're not saving, you know, are you, know, you? Matter of fact, saved or not, if you don't have faith in God, you're gonna have to take that medication for a year. And if you're dumb enough not to take that medication for a year, you know, already know it's not gonna help you. That's true. But I want to tell you something about a doctor. A doctor can only do what they've been taught. They expect you to do your part. Amen. <laughs> People go to the doctor when they're already dead. You got about two weeks to live, buddy. But why? Because you ain't did nothing for yourself. You never took care of yourself. You never took any on nutrition. You wouldn't stop drinking. You wouldn't stop doing this. You wouldn't take care of your health. You don't want to rest. You did not want to do this. You worry, 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 worry. The doctors, preachers, we can only do what we're able to do. We can only do what we've been taught. I've been taught as a preacher. To preach the gospel. I've been taught as a pre- preacher to pray for the sick. And these signs shall follow them that I believe I know and I believe God's word. However, you need to accept deliverance. I could come pray for you, deliverance to you if my hair turned green. I don't want my head turn green again. One, one side was green, one side was black. Never mind. So long <laughs> it really happened. <clears throat> but the story here is, in general, if you do not accept deliverance, deliverance is not going to take place. And I always tell people, God only brings deliverance where it's needed and wanting. It has to be wanting. You know why so many churches, so you go to a dead, they don't want deliverance. They don't want God's anointing. They're satisfied with nothing. I'm not making it up. You ever been to a church service and the choir puts you to sleep because they can't sing at all? They sound worse than I do, and I know I'm not a professional singer. They sound a hundred times worse than me. Bad enough you want to put your fingers in your hands when you hear me singing. Well, sometimes I know it's there, and it's, like, yeah, it's a little better. But in other words, you're not having me do no solo. <laughs> I'm I'm not getting up making no fool of myself talking about I'm going to sing a solo to the church. That's not happening. I know some people that can't. I know a lot of people. But I won't. But people go to churches and they deal with that. But they don't want to live. This verse here talks about David how David responded. He didn't tell the king, well, I don't know. I'm not sure if I could do that. Uh, I know that uh, God, uh, the, uh, the Lord did deliver me out of a poor, of a line and a, out of a poor of a bear, but I don't know, that's a big giant out there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I could take him on. David didn't say, that. he said, I know. That's the thing about obtaining deliverance. You got to surely know based off of God's word that he's able to deliver you. He's able to take it from point A to B. You got to know that, not nobody else. You got to saturate yourself with God's word. The Bible says, "Study to show yourself approved, a workman that needed not be ashamed." Rightly the words of Rightly the The words of truth. Notice he said, needeth not be ashamed." That's why a lot of people are ashamed. They can't get delivered because they don't know God's word. They can't write in the Bible because they don't study it. They don't want to go to Bible study. They want to go to concerts when they have them. Now, some of them don't even do that no more. Some of them do no do not. They'll jump in on Sunday service. If they can get church on home, at home, they're going to jump on church at home and call it a day. They have no personal fellowship whatsoever with them, <clears throat> and they surely don't read their Bible. Nope. You got to ask them. You ever been around a person at this so-called say for 20, 30 years, and they can't find scriptures in the Bible? Simple one. One that's well known that everybody quotes. I'm serious. <laughs> All that quote, one, one part of the scripture, they don't know the whole. Oh, it's just a man. Deliverance. Deliverance is available for those, those, that really it, those that really want it. Those that really want it. Those that would get this, get this, get this. Those that really want deliverance is available. Now you say, well, why only those that want it? Because Jesus died on the cross that all men might be saved, but all men will not receive salvation. I thought, I not write it. He went to the cross, died, and rose from the grave on the third day and said it to the high that all men might be saved. He says, might. Notice he said, I come that you what? Might have light and have it more abundantly. I, I know the prosperity liars running around talking about God wants to bless you. God wants you. First of all, you're blessed in the first place. You just don't know it. You're blessed to get up in the morning. You're blessed to dress yourself. You're blessed to feed yourself. I could go on. You're blessed to go to the bathroom by yourself. You have to worry about nobody wiping your nasty behind for you. You can do that on your own. You a blessing. Well. It may be rough, but it's the truth. You, because we, I'm going to tell you something. We do not acknowledge God for those type of blessings. We don't. We don't. I could go to the bathroom on my, my, my myself, go to the hospital, see like, that guy, somebody, somebody got to help them to the bathroom. Uh, I mean, I could tell you something they got to do. That's because they can't do it on their own. So you better thank God that you can. Thank God for that blessing. amen, amen. We take too many things for granted. We just want God to bless us. But He said, I already bless you. And check this out. The scripture said that we are blessed blessing our heavenly face in Christ Jesus. When we say, we just don't know because we don't search that Bible. Deliverance is something that has to be accepted. I'ma say it one more time. Deliverance is something that has to be accepted. You've got to accept deliverance. You have to accept it. It's not going to happen until you accept it. Deliverance will never take place until you accept it. I remember when I got sick with a, I had a hurt, quarter, I got a hernia. I couldn't hardly breathe, I couldn't hardly, I couldn't do nothing. Somehow, I made it home. I called my wife, she came home, and then she, <laughs> she told me, uh, either I'm gonna do what I, uh, uh, either I'm gonna, uh, well, she said, do what you preach. I forgot how she said, do what you preach, or you're going to emergency. I wasn't going in no emergency because I already seen what happened to someone else I knew had a hernia. They had to operate him, put him to sleep for a day. day. I said, nobody's operating on me. That's not happening. So I called a few saints and they prayed for me. So you got to understand something about the word of God. Let me tell you something about deliverance. I want you to understand. Deliverance is available for all of us. As I said before, we have to accept it. But you have to accept deliverance according to God's word. When you say you got to accept, unsaved people don't know how to accept deliverance according to God's word, so they accept it the best way they know how. That's right. If okay. a woman is out by herself at night and some strange men start uh, following her, and then some a, a couple come by and say, "Come with us, come on, let's get out of here." So she is has to accept them trying to help her. Now, she won't be delivered. That man may snatch a killer, a raver. We don't know. So with me, I call the elders of the church because the Bible said, "Let if any among you are sick, listen to this. Let them call the elders of the church and anoint them with oil. And the prayer of faith will save them. This is the part preachers don't tell you, God. It says, if any have committed any sin, it will be forgiven. I know people don't want to tell you that part, but it's the truth. If the elders pray for you when you're sick, if you committed any sins, you'll be forgiven. That's God's word. I didn't write it. It's a fact. So I called the elders of the church, and they prayed for me. I was able to lay down in the bed. After I laid down in the bed, in about an hour, I was healed. Now, I'm going to tell you for a fact. I didn't feel one thing. I didn't feel no power come over me. I didn't feel nothing. And I know about an hour's time, I was healed. It is very day. I'm telling you, I was healed. I did, I know people go through all kind of emotional things when they get healing, but I did not. I did not get no. I didn't feel no thunder lightning. I I couldn't do nothing. I laid down in that bed. I was in pain. Once I laid down in that bed, I prayed for me. About an hour later, I was healed. I like, I was. I was more. I'm not gonna lie. I was more stunned than anybody. that i I've never been healed from none. <laughs> I was more shocked than anybody. I may have played it off, oh, praise God, but i was like, wow, God's still healing me, woo That's right. The Bible said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. That was destruction for me because if I didn't have the faith to trust God along with the elders, prayer, I would have been in the hospital and cut me out, but I was, that wasn't happy. I could talk about how God delivered me from the uh, the uh, uh, virus. I had it real bad. It was so bad when I went to them to check me, they couldn't find no oxygen into my body. Or oh, they did their little finger thing, they couldn't find no oxygen, I had to keep fighting. They were talking about I have to go to the hospital, I ain't going nowhere. God delivered me from it. Oh yeah, I could testify. After God brought me back, I couldn't read fine print stuff. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see small numbers with my eyes. It took about, I think, two weeks or so for my eyesight to get go back to normal. And then I think it was last year or earlier this year, I went to have my eyes tested. They're saying my eyesight hasn't changed since 10 years ago. But yet, when through the pandemic, when I had the virus real so bad, I couldn't read nothing small. My whole eyes like they shut down on me. I'm serious, I couldn't see nothing small. I was struggling to see something small. I don't wear glasses, on ladder, except driving glasses for distance. That's it. Sometimes I can't wear them because they bother my eyes. Deliverance. Deliverance is something each and every person, whether it's a preacher or not, everybody has to accept God's deliverance. Everybody has to accept it. Everybody has to accept it. Everybody has to accept it. To accept it. They must accept it individually. It's not a game. God deliverance is not a game. You have to say it to you. All right, let's go to Psalms 44. Psalms chapter 44. Psalms 44 and verse 4. I think this is going to be part one of the. Psalm 44, verse 4. Listen to this. Thou art my king. O God, command deliverances. I'm going to read it one more time. Thou art my king! Oh God, command deliverance. Listen, did you hear what that verse they said? For Jacob? Huh? For Jacob? Excuse me? That was Psalm 44 and four. Psalm 44 and four, one more time, says, Thou art my king, O God! Command deliverance for Jacob. Listen to that. Don my King, oh God. Listen to this. Command deliverances. In the book that I wrote on deliverance, it says, I have a passion about David that comes to my mind. God delivered David However, that wasn't a permanent thing with that. Every issue he had, he had to go to God for more delivery. Deliverance it wasn't a one-time thing with David. David had to go back to God. God had delivered him from the hand of Saul. God had to deliver him from this body. God had delivered him. I'm telling you. Deliverance isn't a one-time thing. That's why I, when I first got saved, they told me, oh, now that you saved, everything's going to be all right. No, that's, that's not true. That's a lie. Everything's not going to be all right. Because you don't know the future. You don't know what's going to go wrong. Yeah. It will work out if I keep Christ on the head. If I keep Christ Jesus at the head of my life, I'll be all right. But it's not instantly all right. Because back then, I didn't have a job. I didn't have no money. I didn't have no way to stay, really. So it wasn't all right. Yeah. Preachers told people things that are lies. It's a lie. I don't understand how these preachers could get in the pulpit and lie so easy. It don't even affect them. David, how to constantly go to God For deliverance. Now, listen to this. I want to tell you something about deliverance. Do not ever think God is going to deliver you when you're playing with sin. Don't think God David had that number going. David murdered Bathsheba's husband, got her pregnant. And now the prophet came and told her, came and told him, because you did this, judgment's gonna fall on that child. You will not see that child. You will not raise that child. That child was gonna be taken. David got out there, prayed in sackcloth and ashes. Pray, pray, pray. He's praying for the child's deliverance. But God had already spoken. The man had committed murder and sin. So God said, I'm to take this child. You're not getting the child, I'm taking the child. You will not see that child on this earth. I'm taking the child myself, that's it. That child's going to die on this earth. That child's not going to live on this earth because of you and your sins. See? Everybody say David was quick to repent. Yeah! I think he was exposed. I mean, it was told to him what he did. He didn't just repent after he did something like that. People were around saying David repented. David did not repent right after he did what he did with Bathsheba. In fact, the man scammed. Y'all don't understand about the liver shack. David was supposed to go to a war. He said he didn't want to go. He went up on that roof and see Bathsheba washing herself. And he lusted after her. Now, he's the king. He gave any woman he wants. That's why God was upset. He said, you can go get any woman you, you can have any woman in the nation you want. Why are you go take this man's wife? Why did you go take that man's wife? Why did you go come in and torture like that? And then you got the nerve to secretly put him out there in a war and know he didn't know the first thing about fighting, and you're going to put him on the front lines? And then he's going to die? And then you're going to cover it up and you want to go marry Bathsheba? Who do you think you are? Because of that sin, that child died. Because of that sin, one brother raped one of his daughters. One of his sons raped the daughter, a sister. One brother tried to take the, one of his children tried to take the kingdom from him. Oh, so you, got, you got to understand something about deliverance. Don't play with sin and ask for deliverance too. Don't play with sin and then ask God for deliverance at the same time. The Bible said, be sure your sins will find you out. They say, oh my gosh. David said, and I hear some dumb preachers run around and say, I'm like David. What do you mean you're like David? You planning on murdering somebody, a man to get his wife? Oh, we do have many cases of preachers getting busted about being homosexual, harmongous, and worse. Uh, some, sometime they both, homosexual, bisexual, or cross-sexual, or whatever. And then they get up and preach. Jesus is coming soon. they already reprobate. Bible say he'll turn you over to a reprobated mind. They'll give you up once, they'll give you up twice, and then they're gonna give you up to your vile affection that let you just run loose. In this first part of deliverance. That's it. Next Sunday is the second part of deliverance. You got to understand that God has never changed. He's never, 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 never stopped delivering people. I'm going to say it again God has never, ever stopped delivering people. It's us, it's, uh, it's us, beloved. It is us that has caused God to stop delivering us. It's us. You know, sometimes I sing that song. He woke me up this morning. started on me on my way. God delivered me so I could go on my way. If you go on YouTube, listen to this. If you go on YouTube, type in for car crashes, truck crashes. You're going to see all kind of truck crashes, uh, uh, running into the trains, uh, car crashes running into each other. But when you really, 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 seriously look at some of them videos, most of them are human ignorance. Yeah, you hear what I said? Most of them are human ignorance. Who in their right mind parks their car on a train track when you know the train is coming? Who in their right mind drive a truck or car, a train track when the gates are down? Human ignorance. They want God. Some of them expecting to be delivered from the train. That train is not going to stop. Some people, I'll give you another example of a, 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 a car situation. A few years ago, and this really happened. And it's a miracle that I'm still here. We we had our car fixed. Uh, uh, um, uh, they changed the uh, gloves on my car, or something they did. I think they changed the tires. When they changed the tires, listen to this. They never bolted the bolt. They didn't tighten them. I back then, I never checked. I just get my car go because you you took your car to get a, 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 a service, so you figured I am going to take care of that. Well, I didn't know. So I got on the highway after we had and drove all over the way and then we got on the highway, went out to Long Island to the church. And we kept hearing all this noise, all along. And I'll, I'll confess, I was driving at 70 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, I was driving. I went, gone and coming. Gone, I went, gone and coming. Same problem. The next day, I finally decided to take it to my mechanic to see if he could tell me, why is this all this noise? The man left the car up on the, uh, uh, the chat. He already knew what it was. When I had him, he sits in the car. This man was awesome when he came out of your car. This man could get in your car and drive around and listen, and he'll tell you exactly what was wrong with the car. He used to blow me away all the time. Every time I got him in the car, Rick would know exactly what's wrong with the car, and I just couldn't figure it out. You know why? Because he had over 35 years of experience working on cars. So he knew what tick would tack and tick and die. He knew. So he knew it was the tires. I said, Well, I just got brand new tires. It can't be the tire. He jacked up the car. The tires were wobble because the boat was so loose they could have just fell off. Now, mind you, I done drove across all the way to Long Island from where I live like that, didn't I? My hearing is not great as everybody else I, know. My wife heard it, but I heard a little, but I didn't understand. When I realized that God brought a great deliverance to me, I wasn't going to a party. I wasn't going to meet no woman. I wasn't going to do nothing illegal and I was going to church and God protected me. He brought a great deliverance to me and those that were on the highway because all four it came off. All four wheels could have came up. I was upset. I'm not going to pretend. I went back to those people and I told them, y'all, it, I'm telling, I said, now, if uh, if everything is stripped, you're going to replace everything. If the bearing and everything is stripped, you're going to replace everything. Because that was your job to make sure that it was tight. I could have been killed or killed somebody on the highway. That tires could have came up and hit other cars, killed people. And if you go on YouTube, you're going to see some of that stuff happen. Tires coming off, coming off the car, smashed into people it on the other side on the highway—all kind of stuff. Deliverance. Amen. So I, when I sing about God, I sing it because God has truly been in deliverance in my life. God has truly been with Bernard, not Pastor Well, but with Bernard me. I can brag on that. I can testify. To God's greatness and love and compassion that He's had for me, and He didn't have to. <laughs> I could praise God all day just for that. Sometimes I don't praise God all day. I live right all day. I'll tell you about that the other day. But deliverance is something that is for everybody who wants it. You don't have to plan to want deliverance. You have to desire. You know the scripture said, if any man pray, let him believe that he's receiving, and he shall have. It. You have to act. I'm gonna tell you this one more time. In order to be saved, you must believe that God is, and a rewarder of them that diligently seek, uh, seek Him, and that you must accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You're not going direct to God. You're fooling yourself. You're living in la la land. The Jews, the original Jews, could not even get to God on their own. They had to go through the high priest. And if the high priest wasn't right, he was dead. We'll read your Bible. It's all in there. The thing that's happened like that. Check this out about the living before we go. In the Bible, no testament. Once a year, God will send an angel down to trouble the waters. And the very first person that got in that water, I don't care what they had, I don't care who they were, if they got in that water first, God delivered them from whatever they had. If you was crippled, you got in there, you were no more crippled. But the thing about this, thousands upon thousands of people would go and even know they wouldn't get there first. But today, I praise God we don't have to do that. We could get connection right through Jesus Christ and get our healing because he sent his word and healed us already. We need to accept it. He was bruised for our iniquities. All that stuff was done on a cross. And we could be free today. And we can walk with God. And we can live for God. And no one in a part of our sins This is the first time in a long time, I think I did a, a two-part series on a Sunday. I did with Bible study, I can't remember doing on the- God wants you to know about deliverance. Next week I'll finish up this series on deliverance because God wants us to be delivered. God wants us to understand that deliverance is there for us. You don't have to be bound. I'm, I'm, I'm serious, people are bound with drugs, candy, cookie, uh uh um uh, uh, all kind of things i like to eat junk food i do i might get delivered i have a friend she says she's not getting delivered i told her you need to get delivered i'm not getting delivered that's what she told me i'm not gonna lie she actually told me that it's something she said i'm not getting delivered her husband passed away right so her excuse for not getting delivered from a junk jungle she said that's all i got left in my jungle food. he's gone but I got else, so I'm my junk I do not want to be delivered and don't pray for me to be delivered. <laughs> That's what she said. She's not getting delivered. There you have it. She doesn't want to be delivered. I want to be delivered. I could be delivered. Uh, I'll get delivered. <laughs> you can be delivered from all your sins. You, you know what? I, I, I want to say this. You could be financially delivered. Maybe I'll add that in next about financial deliverance. We need to get to know God as a deliverer and have deliverance in our life on a daily basis. That we could serve God, listen to this, where others will be inspired to reach out for God. Even unbelievers, people that don't know God, they will be inspired just by you testifying of true deliverance. I ain't talking about making up no lie. You know how people go to church, what they used to do in church. Somebody give a testimony, then somebody else is going to try to out-testimony them. What stupid foolishness. But I mean be a living testimony of God delivered. It don't have to be sickness. Amen. don't have to be sickness. It don't have to be sickness. So listen, those of you that's not saved, I want you to bow your head and I want to pray that you give your life to the Lord Jesus today. Let him begin deliverance in your life. We have instant deliverance and we have ongoing deliverance in life. And you can be perfect in this life. Now you head. ahead repeat after me. No, there's no magic. I don't have any magic to give you. I'm just praying a sentence prayer with you. you pray it. I'll come into your life. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and in my life to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Save me right now and deliver me from the things I need to be delivered from and show me what else I need to be delivered from. I ask you to save me right now. I thank you for dying on a cross and rising on the third day and ascending on high for me. I thank you for saving me and delivering me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, you can visit our website, www.tabernacledeliveriesinc.org. You can leave a prayer request. There's a page you can click on for, click on for prayer requests. And there's a page you can click on for testimony. And you also can become a partner and help us financially because we do pay for a lot of stuff. And we're getting ready to have, uh, uh, I don't know what day in May. In May, we'll be starting the, um, uh, 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 the Bible study channel. We'll have a channel where you can watch Bible, our Bible study 24 hours a day. As one day in May. I'll let you know when it is. Now, listen, stay faithful to God. And I want you back here next Sunday for the second part of Deliverance. Until then, be blessed. Oh, don't forget. Wednesday night, I have Bible study at 8.15. Come I and enjoy the Lord. I don't